when they eat churches, they want to lay hand on somebody. Right. They want to speak in counterfeit tongues. Wow. They want to release demons. But how can you make America great again if you don't get on your face and repent? What's a just God supposed to do? If he does nothing, he is, in a sense, giving consent to the right. sin. When the government dictates what religion is, our morals will be stripped. Well, they're setting it up for you guys, the younger generation, to take the hit. They see a church that's on fire for God. Mm -hmm. That's the church that gets targeted. You're in a worship saying, praise Jesus. We are the army of God. We'll dare to discuss what most churches never will and strive always to speak the truth in love. We are watchmen, warriors, victors. Together, we will fight the good fight and finish strong. This is David Hebner Live. So what happens if you're in church, okay, for those of you that go to church, and you're in church and you're praying, um, you're giving honor to God, you're spending time with God, and all of a sudden you feel a tap on your shoulder, and you look up, perhaps from your knees, or you look up from the altar, or you look up from the pew, and you happen to see staring down at you a police officer. Well, well I'm going to call them praying police. Someone who is actually monitoring you as you're praying in church, praying to God. That's David. Come on, that's that's a that's a few. Really? Let's go to an article here. All right, Let, go to this article. That's you know you can't make this stuff up. Australian police interrupt Catholic mass after receiving tip about improper mass behavior. All right, here we go. Uh, Perth, Australia. Australian police interrupt a Catholic mass on Thursday after reportedly receiving a tip that a number of churchgoers were not wearing masks. On Thursday evening, police responded to a report from a member of the public of people not wearing masks inside a church in Mount Hawthorne, Western Australia, police told media outlet, uh, the Western Australian media outlet. wonder who owns them. I wonder who controls that media. Huh? And a photograph of the incident shows a police officer checking mass exemptions in the front the pew area of St. Bernadette's Catholic Church in Mount Hawthorne, a suburb of Perth, according to Patrick uh, Hornman, who posted uh, the video. Upon attendance, five people were spoken to by police and complied, uh, and complied in wearing a mask. One person provided proof of an exemption, the police said. All right, come on. You're sitting there, you're worshiping God, you're praying, get a tap on the shoulder by the praying police, and they're there telling you you're not properly um, dressed. You don't have your mask on. Folks, don't tell me this is not the future. You know, David, well, you know, that's Australia. You know, here in America, we got rid of all those mandates, and uh, hey, we're on, our, we're on our way back to the way it used to be, baby. Yeah. Uh, what Kool-Aid are you drinking? What have you been smoking? Folks, that was a beta test. You wait and you see what's coming around the corner. And that's why my guest tonight will be talking about that. What's the Antichrist next move? What's going on? Serious stuff. All right. 
So I had to share that with you, the praying police. I mean, if it's in Australia, don't think that it's going to be in these little countries uh, afar off and we're not, not going to experience. Look, there will be another uh, flag, you know, a false flag, and we will have to adhere to it. And there will be even greater, you know, greater uh, uh, mandates than what we've experienced before, okay? Somebody asked me a question. Let's go to questions here. David, Super Bowl, do you watch it? Did you watch it? Is, is it demonic? <laughs> is it demonic? Is Super Bowl demonic? Well, um, you know, I've done many shows on the Super Bowl, and if you watch Super Bowl halftime and you see the ladies stripping, um, I haven't seen uh, a Christian event yet where uh, girls are, uh, you know, uh, dancing across stage, taking the clothes off. Maybe King David did it in the Bible, but that's a different situation. Is it demonic? Is Super Bowl demonic? Let me ask you this question. Super Bowl halftime. Are they preaching the gospel? Do they say, excuse me, everyone, let's take 15 minutes and let's share the good news. Let's share the gospel. Let's talk about God. Do they? I don't think so. So here's the issue. If it ain't God, then what is it? You see, folks, we're in these days. We have to make a choice. It's either God or it's Satan. On the David, wait a minute, hold, 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 hold on. What about family values? What about morals? What about, yeah, this is what God is here in the first place. These idiotic family values. First, let me tell you something. There is no moral compass when based on family values. The only moral compass that exists is scripture. God's values. Don't give me the family value stuff because I've seen Disney do a number. Satan has gotten into Disney and done a number with these family values. Because first of all, Satan knows if it's humanism, which is family values, because if it's values without God, it's, it's, well, it's, it's humanism. But Satan gets into humanism and he perverts the, 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 the boundaries, the moral compass to where you don't even know what is a value anymore? You don't know if it's up. You don't know if it's down. So is Super Bowl, I don't know, demonic? Well, over 50 million people watch it. And if over 50 million people are watching it, don't tell me Satan is not saying to himself, huh, excuse me, I think we can get in there and start doing our little thing. Like I said, they're not preaching the gospel in the halftime. Here's another question. David, why do you cast out demons? Why do you cast out demons? Why does your ministry deal with satanic rituals uh, and you deal with the dark side? Do you hate the devil? That's the question this person's asking. Do you hate the devil? My answer is, it is our ministry is not based on hating the devil. It's based on loving God and loving people. You see, you have to understand the reason that Jesus did what he did when he cast out demons, he didn't cast out demons because he necessarily hated Satan. He did it because he loved people. He saw people hurting. He saw people in pain. And that's what we do. We see victims. We see people hurting. We see the church not standing up. To, uh, in, in talking about things that should be talked about, dealing with things that should be dealt with. The Bible doesn't say that, uh, say that God uh, so hated Satan that he sent his only begotten son. 
God, the Bible says God so loved the world. He so loved you and I that he sent his only son. So it's not about hating Satan. It's about loving God. It's about loving people. And of course, do we hate Satan? Of course, we hate the things that he does. We see there's so many victims out there, and that's why we do what we do. Because people, people are hurting. And people in the church are hurting. You know, I was a music minister many years ago. I want to tell you a quick story. This was in Los Angeles, California, and uh, the, the pastor there at this church, he said, David, he said, uh, I want you to lead the music. Will you lead the music? I said, yeah. And so God told me, he said, David, I want you to, 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 to put together musicians, to put together singers that would never be asked to come up on stage, that would never be asked to sing in church. I said, God, I'll do that. And I chose people not based on their talent, I chose people based on their heart for God. I chose people based on what God told me to do. So I pulled young people out of the audience, people that couldn't hardly play a guitar, but they tried their best. Uh, there was a little girl with Down syndrome. I pulled her up. I put her on the stage, and she started singing her heart out. And these children, uh, young people, started just loving it and singing for God. And, and then I had the pastor pull me aside after service one Sunday. He says, David, we got to talk. He said, these, uh, these people you have on stage, he said, I, I, I know what you're doing. You, you have a heart. He says, David, but, but see, they can't sing. See, they're out of tune. See, they, they can't even keep a rhythm. They can't even clap and rhythm. And I said to that pastor, I said, let me tell you something. You may hear these people singing out of tune. But when their voices reach heaven, it's in perfect harmony. God hears perfection from the broken, from the misfits, from the outcast. When they're clapping and it's out of rhythm, when it reaches heaven, it's in perfect rhythm. So don't tell me that these people, these, as you call them, people, shouldn't be up on stage praising God. They have every right. You see, this is the problem I have with a lot of churches. You will never get chosen to come up and sing. You will never get chosen to come up and speak. You will never get chosen to come up and play a song. Why? Because it's the click. Because you're not in the bulletin. Because maybe you have to make a, an appointment. It takes about a year. I didn't mean to get off on this tangent, folks, but, but our ministry is here for the, for the orphans, for the widows, for the myth, misfits, for the brokenhearted. You know, I was to the point where Hollywood didn't want me and churches didn't want me because I told the truth. I had Christian churches that wouldn't even take my kids, let them go to school because of uh, I was in the film industry. And then when I was in the film industry, they didn't want to have anything to do with me because I represented God. You see, when you stand for God, you stand alone except for the Holy Spirit. You may look around and see few people around you, but God is with you.
And I know there's people out there hurting this week that, because um, I've gotten emails, been praying for you, uh, that say, David, I feel alone. I feel like nobody loves me. I, I, nobody understands me. But you see, I love you. We love you. We, we stretch out our hands and, and we love you. And that's, that's what this ministry is all about. It's all about love. All right. All right. So here we go. What happens when the airlines start playing Russian roulette with your safety? Yeah, we're not going to go into this article right now. I'm going to do it underground. So I want you guys to go sign up right now, davidheavener.tv. We're going to talk about what happens with the airlines, the buses, the transportation department, how the airlines play Russian roulette with your safety. Yet another pilot who had been in perfect health had a massive heart attack within hours of taking a dose. I won't go any further than that. Uh, Spencer, let's take that down because I want to cover it uh, when we go underground. Um, can't go any further with that right now. Folks, you know what I'm talking about. All right, before we bring on my guest, I want to, um, I want to tell you guys about what's really happening um, in North Korea. A lot of people don't understand it. You say, David, why should I care about North Korea? Well, we're going to go to an article. There's a young gal that thinks you need to care about North Korea and how it's actually coming to America. Let's go to that article. She made a terrifying escape from North Korea. Now she's warning of the brainwashing she sees in America. Freedom is not guaranteed. They were purposely letting us die. You do not own yourself in North Korea. You are, not owned, you are owned by the state. The regime decided that we read what we watched, uh, what we listened to. North Korean director and activist uh, is warning there is a brainwashing unfolding in America, citing persuasive censorship and appealing to her harrowing story to help people understand the risk that are afoot. Folks, we need to understand what's really going on. When Jesus talked to Matthew 24, we need to understand exactly what is happening, and that is happening today. And my guest, David Morgan, who I'm going to bring on, we're going to be talking about these things. And what are the, some of the things we talk about when we come back? We'll be talking about Revelation 13, 15 through 17, buying and selling. What does money have to do with what's happening right now? And cashless society, is it right around the corner? What about monitoring our vitals? And what about a social score? This is all in the makings, folks. Just like this pandemic, scamdemic that came several years ago, came out of nowhere, these things that we're going to talk about tonight are going to seem to come out of nowhere. However, they've been brewing for a long time. They're just around the corner. I want you to stay with me. This is something that we need to hear as God's people. We'll be right back. I hope I portrayed enough to see, you know, it's evil. And, I, and, I, and I'll be quite frank. I don't like Fauci. I don't like what he talks about. He's flip-flop Fauci. I'll just call him what it is. He's been back and forth yeah. a lot of stuff. With what you're playing in The Last Evangelist, I think it really paints a picture of where we're headed. Um, I think some of the stuff that you portray in that particular series is absolutely some of the stuff we're going to see in the near future. All right. If you're interested in uh, getting involved in Last Evangelist, our new TV series, which is coming out the first of the year, go to lastevangelist.com. You can uh, sign the newsletter. You can even uh, donate. And we do need your help. We really do. Um, you can see on there, 
the things you can do. You can uh, uh, special thanks. Uh, you can donate, get T-shirts, hats. Uh, you can uh, come walk the red carpet. Hey, you can uh, be in the movie. You can be associate producer. You could even be an executive producer. This is how we're bringing this truth to you guys. I'm not going to the studio. God said, go to my people. That's what I'm doing. Go to lastevangelist.com or text the word evangelist to 41444, uh, or you can make that call to 844-806-0006. Hey, it's your old car here. Remember me? Remember us? You barely even turn me on anymore. It's clear you don't need me. But that's perfectly fine, my friend, because you can choose to give this old car new purpose and donate. There are incredible nonprofits out there that accept cars just like me. So call or donate online. Donating a vehicle is easy. The pickup is free, and your gift is tax deductible. Woohoo! Hey, everybody, if you have a car, okay, an old beater, even a um, boat, anything that has an engine on it, I want you to consider um, picking up the phone and uh, donating it because part of the proceeds will come to this ministry. It really will help us. You can, uh, uh, that, you can just dial 855-500-RIDE or go to davidhevener.tv uh, forward slash car. Okay? And no, you can't call us if you want, to, want us to come and pick up your mother-in-law uh, or uh, your wife. So, all right. We're talking about the Bible and what the Bible talks about regarding money. The money in the Bible is talked about more than almost any subject. Jesus talked about it. He brought it up. He used money as an example. Um, yet churches don't speak on it, except to ask for it. But from the day we're born to the day we die, we're, we're constantly buying and selling. We're, we're, we're brainwashed into what it is we're supposed to buy and what it is we're supposed to sell in our dependency upon money. So this puts us in a position of choice. We can love the lie, money, man's wicked agenda, or we can love the truth and the things of God. Scripture talks about you can't serve two masters. You can only serve one. And we're here to talk about the one master that we're going to serve, and that's God. And to help me talk about that, I'm going to bring on my guest, Mr. David Morgan. David, you with me there, buddy? Yes, I am. Good to <laughs> right. see you, David. Yeah. Hey, brother. Well, listen, you know, you're a financial expert um, that you devoted your life to, to money, but yet you're a spiritual guy. You're a Christian. Um, this money, dependency on money, do you see where what's happening now with the one world government with the way they're forcing people to depend more on money, uh, yet people have less of it, but yet governments seem to be printing more of it and giving it to people. What say you on this? Well, absolutely. I mean, I think almost anyone in your audience would know it and see it. It's so, you know, right in your face. I mean, let me elaborate a little bit, but... Uh... I mean, for example, there are jurisdictions where if you don't have a certain insertion, you're not allowed to go into the grocery store. And uh, then there's grocery stores where you are required to uh, only buy so much of a certain product or whatever. So the main thing uh, is buying and selling. 
And at the top of the list of what to buy and sell, of course, is food because the food supply has been decimated for a variety of reasons. Some of it is deliberate, some of it's accidental, some of it's weather related. But the bottom line is that the overall economic system, the global system, is contracting. And one of the biggest areas it's contracting is the food supply and the most important commodity of all, and that's energy, petroleum, mainly oil. And without oil, even in today's green world, without oil, basically nothing happens. So there's a lot of vectors there we could pick up on. Uh, yeah, so, so David, you know, you say there's, and, and I agree with you, we see it, there's a, a, a diminishing supply of food, energy, but yet you go into these restaurants and you see a huge, you know, plates of food. You go to these buffets, you see food, 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 food. Is this a plan of the Antichrist to, to, to bloat us, to get us used to plenty, and then all of a sudden it's going to get taken away? I mean, what do you think the plan is? What do you think is going to happen? Well, it's first of all, as we all teach our kids, or at least I will, we frame that, as I taught my kids and many people I associate with, is life is not fair. So the distribution of food is unequal. Uh, look, the United States is 5% of the world's population, and we use 25% of the world's resources. So if everybody had the access to food and energy that the United States did, we'd be five more planet Earths. So it's not going to happen. But you ask me, what's it look like as it you know, unravels further? And I'd say, yeah, that's part of it. I think the main thing I really struck me after we had a conversation recently before this was mainly around food and the, and the mon monetary system, which is you know, what I've studied for so long. But it hit my heart, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna digress and give it back to you. And here's what came to me really strong: was people need to be fed. And if you look at America more than anywhere else, and I'm world travel, is most Americans are overfed and undernourished. And that's an exact metaphor for what we need as spiritual beings. As spiritual beings, we need to be fed spiritually. And we are not being fed good nutrition spiritually. We are being fed junk food. Right. I'm sorry, David. I just have to get that out no. in my conversation because it hit me really, really hard. Because there aren't many that do what you do. There are some, and I know them, and I watch them. I spend a lot of time, you know, in prayer and watching others that, you know, can feed me. But there's a lot of junk that I care not to partake of. Yeah, you're so right. You know, there's so many churches on every corner. There's so much religion and even, even, even spirituality, even teachings that seem that they're correct, David. But, <clears throat> excuse me, however, the truth is our nourishment, right? I think what you were saying is, is Jesus said, I am the truth, I am the way. There's only one truth. You can't have five different truths. And we need nourishment. We need to be nourished on the truth, meaning that People need to, especially pastors, be willing to stand up and be willing to defend God and not worry about offending man, right? right. Um, <clears throat> now, you mentioned something I want to go back on. You mentioned here in America, people are, are bloated. They're, they're eating a lot of food, but yet they're not being nourished. 
uh, and we're seeing that. There's a lot of sickness going on, and now they're making medications for just about. If you watch these shows on TV, you'll see all these ads, you know, especially if you watch these old, uh, you know, shows made in the 60s and in the 70s and 80s, and they got all these ads about all this medicine is going to keep you alive for another day. David, my question is, is this a plan of the deep state, you know, I call it deep state, it's really the underbelly of the Antichrist. Is this their plan to feed us, feed us, but yet malnourish us so that we have to have a dependency on big pharma? Yeah, well, that gets into the, uh, you know, conspiracy uh, moniker, which is thrown out all the time. Of course, it exists. Yes, it is. I mean, the big plan, if you really study deep enough and you can verify it, and most of it can be verified in public documents. I mean, a lot of these meetings of uh, the secret societies and the hierarchy of the dark side are available. You, most people are just too lazy to find them. But no, it's part of the plan to make you dependent on everything, dependent on the nanny state. As you talked about the young woman from North Korea, where they plan out everything for you, that's exactly the direction yeah. And everything is going to be in the system or out of the system. It's going to be the Great Reset. The Great Reset resets everything. It resets the monetary system, how much you can buy and sell, your social credit, how much you adhere to, I'll metaphor it with Big Brother, and everything along those lines. So the Great Reset is you are in the system. And then, of course, there will be the Great Reject. And the great reject are people that will not take the, that will not go into the system. And the system, I think still, and I know you have many others with different views, and I'll just be the first to admit I don't know. But to me, I'm still of the belief that, the, that you could get into the system with a pretty wide opening, meaning it could be some injection, it could be some rice thing underneath your hand, it could be a code memorized in your brain, it could be a hand sign, I don't know. I don't think it's just a one only. I think in different places it'll be different, but it all goes to the one place, the right. B system. Yeah. Now, once you're in the B system, regardless of how you got there, you're there. And yeah. It's only those that reject it that have what we both know. Yeah. That David, I'm. Yeah, I, well said. I, I want to go to Revelation 13, 15 through 17. Now I want to go to God's word because, you know, we talked about this earlier. You and I could sit and talk about every, anything and everything. And without the compass of God's word, it's just you and I sitting, a bunch of conspiracy, right? Right. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah. <clears throat> but let's go to what God said. Let's go to what Christ said, um, what was revealed to John uh, on that island there. Revelation 13, 15 through 17. The second beast was given power to give breath to the image of the first beast so that the image could speak and cause all who refused to worship the image to be killed. So keep, let's, let's put a footnote on that, but let's keep going. Remember, the image could, um, that the image could speak and cause all who refused to, to worship the image to be killed. So if you don't worship him, you're going to be killed. Verse 16, it also forced all people, great and small, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hands or on their foreheads, so that they could not buy or sell unless they had the mark, which is the name of the beast or the number of its name. So 
what I just read, David, it sounds to me that two things are happening. If you don't worship the beast, you're going to get killed. So we have to make that decision. Are we going to worship or not worship? If not, we die. But then verse 16 says, it also forced all people, all people, great and small and rich and poor and free and slave to receive a mark on the right hands or on their forehead. Now, there's been debate on this. Uh, is it a system? Well, I believe it, it is a system like you're talking about. I, and I'm going to talk about that system. But I also believe that there's going to come a time where we will have to make a definite decision that if we make decision A, we have food. If we make decision B, it's, we have nothing. So let's go now to your analogy of the Great Reset to see how is this going to come to play. How do we marry the Great Reset, which you mentioned, the cashless society, to what Revelation talks about? So talk to me about how you see uh, us going cashless and how do you see this reset? And by the way, David, let me tell people what reset is real quick. A reset is when you have a dollar in your hand and they reset the, fin the, finance, uh, uh, the financial world that that dollar is now worth whatever they want it to be. It could be worth a, a penny if they want it. That's the reset. David, uh, it's yours. Okay, so uh, we also know from the Bible that in the end times, you will have to work basically a day's worth of wages for, you know, barley or uh, wheat, meaning, and, and, and that's a metaphor the way I see it. The analogy or the actual fact is that you have to work all day to eat is basically what it says. That's so you'll be, you'll be a slave. You'll so be a you'll slave. Be a slave labor. You basically, what you produce for the state or the B system is just enough to keep you alive. In other words, it's like being in prison. You might not have bars around you, but we've already seen that. I mean, the system as it exists now is so demonic already. I mean, yeah. you look at, you know, Australia or China or North Korea, as you mentioned already, just to move back a little bit, we are basically in a castle system already. Yes, it is cast. Very few people use it. And, you know, if you talk about the right hand or the forehead, and I've been at this for a long time, David, as you know, uh, you know, the early days we talked about, you know, a credit card. I mean, it comes through, most people are right-handed, so you hand off your credit card, which is in cash, or a lot of people have their credit cards memorized, and that's yeah. from your forehead, it's your memory. So whether right. that's what it means exactly or not, I'll come make the argument it might mean that. I don't want to dwell on the hand and the head. What I want to dwell on is that we are so far down this road, and most people still cannot see it, and I'll say it, some of our brethren are actually going along with, it, with um, the Big C Church. Yeah. Uh, and I, it baffles me, but, you know, I know where my head and heart are, and I'm going to digress a moment, and you can bring me back. But, you know, the way I've understood it for years, and I remember having a conversation with this dear old lady and she told me at the time, there'll be a time when you'll probably quit going to the building because the kingdom is within and you have to keep the temple clean. And that's where you're going to keep the personal relationship 
with your God, with Jesus, as you know him, as you understand him, as you learn more. And believe me, I have had many times in my life where I don't ever, I've never gotten a vision, I've never heard voices, but I've had a connection several times where I have been in a position where it carried weight because I was on stage or talking to a group or whatever, and what came out my mouth wasn't me. It was something more, more higher than I am. Right. It was and God. I always say thank you because God used me in that moment to say something of value. As you said, you and I could bat it back and forth all day. Okay, great. It might be interesting, but when it comes from the Spirit, it has power. Yeah. David, I want to I want to compare money to to sickness to disease. Okay, we had this uh, this pandemic uh, several years ago pop up out of nowhere. They said it came out of China. Ah. Um, <clears throat> so I want to now take that situation of how it seemed to happen overnight. We woke up one morning and uh, we all of a sudden had no rights. We had a lot of mandates. Now let's bring that into money. We're going to wake up one morning. Uh, the money in the bank is going to be gone, okay? I'm going to, because I've, I've listened to your teachings, and I'm, I'm going to kind of push you along on this. You wake up, you can't get to your accounts in the bank. You can't get access to your money. The government uh, basically has printed so much money, they basically collapse the economy, the, the system. So now what do they do? Do they give you a card, and they say, oh, don't worry, you had 1000 bucks in the bank. We'll put 1000 points on your card what say you yeah i think that's pretty close no one knows exactly but i think that's very accurate as far as the general outline we'll see a collapse of the system i've been interviewed as you know one of the best most watched i won't say best but most watched interviews i did was was, was stanbury's research <clears throat> stanbury research 1.4 million views to date all it talked about was the next system collapse will not be a bailout it will be a bail-in which means uh, depending on jurisdiction, it's good in the United States. They're passing a law similar in the United Kingdom where your funds in the bank are theirs and they will take them. Now, whether they take every penny or not remains to be determined. I don't think they will, but they will blockade it, which is what happened in Cyprus, where you might have a million dollars in the bank. They take everything above what FDIC insures. So your 250000 remains. The other 750 is given to the bank to keep it going. But you only have access to, I'll use your number, 1000 a month. And that's what they did in Argentina. That's what they've done in Cyprus. So your money's there, but you just can't access it. And depending, on, again, on how well you obey, it determines how much you can use or how much you can spend. Um, you just hit the nail on the head how much you obey and when we come back, I'm going to be asking David Morgan about credit score, our social score. You know, we talked about credit score, but did you know that you have a social score out there that it's not just about your money? It's about your behavior. It's about where you go, what you do. It's being compiled right now. When we come back, we're going to talk about what information do they have? Why are they compiling it? And what is a social score? Don't go away, we'll be right back. A brand new series with Billy Crone, exclusively on David Havener TV. They're filling that void with a lie 
uh, uh, from Satan that you can be your own God. Is sports going to play or is it playing a role right now in transhumanism? But we're also being conditioned as the human race to let the government, other people dictate what we eat. Are there Nephilim among us right now? Then you get to be a god of a planet, mm -hmm. your own planet, and your wife gets to be a goddess. Right. And she forever gets to be pregnant populating the planet. Are they going for round two? Is there going to be another pandemic? You need a global event. Right. A global scary event. How close are we? Is someone getting ready to flip the switch? I mean, could it happen tomorrow? In these last days, people will worship false gods. As the Antichrist arises, Christians will be persecuted. David Hevner Investigates is proud to bring you End Times Investigations. A new DVD series containing over eight hours of interviews, commentaries, and teaching on Illuminati and the New World Order, Satanism, miracles and healings, the Antichrist, and one world religion. Hi, I'm David Hevener, and I'm proud to bring you this brand new DVD collection, End Times Investigations. David reveals how the media is working hand in hand with the Antichrist system. Order now and receive this special DVD collection. Text bonus to 41444 or slash order. Call toll free 844 806 Text bonus to 41444 or slash order. Call toll free 844 806 Hey everybody, hey, hey, order that DVD. It really helps the ministry. Um, it's, and you, it's eight hours of footage on there. And it's all my friends. I've been interviewing them. And it, it just gives you so much information you really need to, to have. Uh, and I need for you to go sign up to davidhevener.tv. Sign up now. You can go with us underground in about uh, 20 minutes. We talk about things we cannot talk about normally. We're going to be discussing the mark of the beast, uh, how the airlines... Uh, what's really happening, how they're playing Russian roulette with our lives, and what if, what if, okay? Some things I get, we just can't get into right now. But what we can get into is how Big Brother, as we heard in the 70s, but now in, in the 80s, it was called the Deep State. In the 90s, it was called, uh, oh, I don't know, the uh, One World Government. In the year 2000, uh, they called it the Luciferian Government. Uh, I just call it the dark, the underbelly of the dark side. It's just the Antichrist operating. This is what is going on, folks, okay? Why are they doing what they're doing? What is the agenda? When is the switch going to be flipped, okay? One thing is they have to gather information because without information, they can't put people in groups. Without putting people in groups, there can be no control. So this must happen. One of the ways to gain control is what we call, or what they call, the, uh, the social score, okay? Uh, everybody's got one, whether you believe it or not. There is a social score with your name beside it, and uh, it pertains to uh, your finances, pertains to your behavior, and so forth. Uh, David, um, I'm going to play a clip of Last Evangelist, which your technical advisor on Last Evangelist um, and when we get back, come back, David Morgan, I want to talk about social score. Is it happening? How is it happening? What are we to look for? And what do we do as Christians? Now, let's play that clip on uh, social score, uh, Radical Christian. This is a clip from our newest Last Evangel, so it should be out next month.
We've apprehended a total of 13 who are cooperating. Some are even willing to conform. So what's the stats on the subjects inside? Family of three, Robert Shaw along with his two kids, 15 and 10. When we went in for the apprehension, he booked it down the hallway. He's got a weapon, John. Registered to who? Not to him. He's a nonconformist. Did you run leads? No arrests, but he does have a history of mental illness. Social score? <laughs> yeah, he flunked out on that one. His uh, religious and political ideology is the worst. What about the ones you just apprehended? Was there a weapon? Just Bibles. John, be careful. Shaw's a triple threat. A triple threat? He's armed, he's unstable. He's a radical Christian. <laughs> he's armed, he's, he's unstable, and he's a radical Christian, David. Uh, the reason he's unstable, this poor guy, they bust, I busted this underground Bible study, and uh, the poor guy went and took some uh, uh, psychiatric uh, you know, sessions and maybe got on a little bit of medication. Uh, so that was in a social score, and he was deemed uh, you know, uh, mentally unstable, and, uh, and also his political ideology. Does this sound like what's really happening today? No, absolutely. Well, China is the model. And uh, if we go back to the late, great Aaron Russo that made the film From Freedom to Fascism, for people that don't know, fascism is a blending of government with corporations. And just for a minute, I want to explain, I love to build foundations that in the movie Thrive and Thrive 2, but particularly Thrive, that movie talks about how the structure is really set up. Most of our viewers would know it's a pyramid system. But at the bottom of the pyramid is us, the animals, the food, uh, regular people. Then right above it, so at the base of the pyramid, is government. And above government is corporations. So people don't seem to get so simply is I don't care what ideology, if it's communism, fascism, uh, Aaron Russo explained corporatism is a better word for fascism. It's a blending of, of cooperation between the corporation and the state or the government. So we're in that. And China's the leading example. It has come to the United States. It's been for quite some time, really. But it's come to the fore where it's blatantly obvious. If you just do a little bit of research. From the January 6th, I'll call it, incident, PayPal teamed up with the uh, Southern uh, Poverty Law Center, and they thought it'd be a really great idea to take all the social monitoring that takes place and has for so many years between your fake book and some of your social media sites that know just about everything about you that you voluntarily gave them. And they're taking that along with what your buying habits are and everything else. So all this goes in the great big database, and they give you a score based on what you post on your social media, who you interact with and what you read and what you say, what you, you know, read, all of that stuff. So it's already known by the, let's say the control freaks, uh, what 
what your social credit score is. You just don't know that they know. Some of us do. So it's been going on again for a very long time. And at some point, and the point, one of the main points about the financial side, I mean, I was, I wouldn't say naive, but in fact, it's probably true when I was a 10 or you know, 20 year old young man, there was this concept of financial freedom. And the idea being that if you had, you know, made enough quote unquote money, that you had more freedom, that you could maybe, you know, stop working, you could uh, create a business, you could help others, you could go on a missionary, you could do a lot of things. You had a lot of freedom if you had enough, you know, cash in the bank, so to speak. Well, under a social credit score, that's meaningless. It has no bearing on how much you've got in the bank. All that matters is what the state says, whether or not you obey the mandates, the edicts, the pronouncements of that authority. And of course, we know where that authority goes to at the top of the pyramid. And enlightenment isn't uh, anything other than a metaphor for the Luciferian system. So that's where we are. And we're there. And a lot of people are naive enough to think that one, it'll never happen here. It's been happening for years. The only thing that they don't know is that uh, it hasn't manifested to them and affected them directly yet. And I'll say one more thing, give back to David, the day is coming when the banks close down for whatever reason. Maybe it's what's going on in uh, Canada right now. and There's martial law. I don't know. What I do know is it's going to take place. I don't know exactly how or when, but when yeah. it does, it's a reset. And you either, you know, are in it or, you're, you know, I don't want to see you in or out of it, but the reset will be taking place. Exactly. I mean, David, just like we woke up two years ago one morning and we found that everyone had to stand six feet apart and wear a mask and, and uh, stand on their head. Um, we're going to wake up one morning. We're going to uh, either go to the bank or go online, try to do banking uh, or call the bank and they'll be, they, uh, no one will be home. Uh, David, and what do we do then? Seriously, think about it right now. If we woke up tomorrow morning and there is no transaction, you can't, you know, you can't buy or sell, you're stuck unless you're offered this, uh, you, unless, unless you adhere to the system, they go, oh, well, that's the great reset you're talking about. Here it is, here's the card. This card, this chip eventually goes, can go inside of us, okay? And that, this is what I wanna to talk to you about when we come back. As a matter of fact, can you stay with us and go underground with us uh, in about uh, 10, 10, 15 minutes, David? Yes, I can. Okay, good. Because I want to talk to you about monitoring your vitals. You know, Aaron Russo, years and years ago, who's a Hollywood guy, he was on the cutting edge of this. And he tried to warn people. And all of a sudden, he mysteriously died. I think it was kidney cancer or something, so they say. But I want to talk about Aaron Russo. I want to talk about monitoring your vitals. Um, so, but before we go, and in this segment, I want you to tell people how they can get in touch with you, and you have a newsletter, give them the information, anyone wants to reach out to you. Well, first thing I'd like to say is that you've given my, giving me my own channel on uh, David Havner TV. Yes. So I go there because I stay more on the secular side during most of the stuff. I mean, my belief and my encouragement comes from casting the net as far as I can. Yeah. Because money transcends everything for most people. 
And on one of my updates on your channel, I talked about money and the difference in my view and taking it straight from the text, the love of money. Yeah. You know, it's not wrong to have money and you can do good with money, but you can right. also do other things with it. So I made a little video uh, about that. I uh, try to do one about every other week. So uh, that's the first place because if you, you know, from the best of my human ability to put out some spiritual food that may be of value to anyone on David Hatter TV, that'd be the first place. So having said that, if you want the more broad view on money itself, corruption in the system, and all else I speak about on macroeconomics and how God's money may be a solution, probably a part-time solution, meaning when the arrival happens, we'll probably throw a gold and silver in the streets because who gives a hoot anymore? We're there under the grace of glory forever and ever or for a thousand years. So anyway, I digress. But uh, you go to my website, themorganreport.com. There's two places. There's one that's a free newsletter. Sign up for that. That's free. Or go to the blog. And if you're interested in taking advantage of the natural resource sector, which is what I specialize in, there is a paid service. You can read about it and make a determination. <clears throat> Awesome, David. And you do have a channel. You've got the money channel on David Hebner TV. And I'm telling you, David makes the, it, he marries money together with the spiritual understanding of really what's going on. It, one's on money and salvation, gold and money, the root of all evil. Um, you need to go watch this, folks. Go to davidhebner.tv, sign up. David, thank you so much for, for being with us. Um, and we're going to see you. Um, uh, in about 15 minutes as we go underground and talk about uh, the media and uh, what's really going on with these guys and also monitoring your vitals. Thank you so much, brother. My pleasure. Thank you. God bless. Okay, David Morgan, wonderful guy. I want to call in my, my good buddy, uh, Mike Spaulding, um, who has the answers to everything. Uh, all the questions that I have, he usually comes up with the most brilliant answers, uh, which uh, he always hits it out of the ballpark. Uh, Pastor Spalding, you there with us, with me, buddy? David, we're going to have to script a better introduction than that because <laughs> nobody can live up to that. <laughs> I told you you need to carry me with you when you do conferences, and I'll introduce you. You know. Oh, there, uh, there you go. Come out walking idea. on water. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, Pastor Revelation thirteen, uh, fifteen through seventeen talks about buying and selling. Um, my question is, um, and we're going to talk about this, the buying and selling part of it, and are we going to be around for that mark of the beast? It, you know, we're going to talk about this underground. But right now, if there is a reset, we wake up tomorrow morning, the banks are closed, we can't buy or sell, we're frozen, literally, uh, they're going to give us a card, David Morgan talked about, we might have points on it or whatever. Is this anywhere in Scripture? Did Jesus talk about this? Was there a reference made to it to give us some understanding to be aware? Well, not in those specifics that I can point to, David, but the general principle is scattered throughout the Scriptures. Uh, I, I think of a lot of Proverbs that come to mind that, that in the in the in the bountiful years we should be saving or putting back or preparing we talk about these things all the time and if we know they're coming and now are beginning we're seeing these birth banks we should be in preparation mode right now and that means putting back as much or as as could be little 
putting something back now and building up your stores and not waiting. We all know what happens when, when a big storm hits, especially here in Ohio. If, if you wait eight, 10 hours after this news breaks, the, the grocery stores are empty. Well, what do you think it's going to be like when they close the banks? It's, right. It's going to be a thousand times worse than that. So, right. so I guess my answer to your question is, listeners, gatherers, you need to be preparing now. Use your, use your excess closet space and start putting back some food, provisions, and water um, as you are able so that when this comes, and it's coming, when it comes, you at least be able to eat. Yeah. And I'm going to ask you when we go underground of what, what happens, though, if we go out and, and, and uh, grow a garden and we have our own vegetables and all of a sudden they come and confiscate our land and say, hey, you can't do that. Everything's under regulation. Um, I'm going to ask you, um, what, what do we do then? What do you think the best way to prepare for a Christian prepare right now um, for what's coming. And, and we all agree it is definitely coming. It's just a matter of, of when and where, um, uh, Pastor. Also, I want to ask you about Revelation uh, 13, 15 through 17. It talks about um, that if you don't worship the beast, you'll be killed. But then it talks about all people will be forced to take the mark, this mark on their forehead, on their head. I want to ask you, what exactly does that mean? Are we going to be killed first? Are we even going to be around? Are we going to be taken up first? Uh, when we come back and we're in uh, underground, we're going to dissect all these things. So uh, um, I look forward to the answers that God gives you. Absolutely. Look forward to it, David. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor. God bless You're you. Welcome. Pastor Spalding, he has a, uh, a show uh, on the Bible and Prayer channel. Um, and you have to catch it, folks. He has one on the Mark of the Beast. Uh, you need to watch this. Go to davidhevener.tv and, and sign up. Sign up right now so you can go with us underground in about five minutes. Uh, we're going to talk about these things. Um, I want to bring on my lovely wife, Shanita, if she's in the room. Uh, Shanita, are you out there? Absolutely. All right. How are you today? Well, you blessed me with flowers again today. So thank you. I'm just yeah, very you deserve it. You're welcome. Uh, what kind of praise reports do we have today? Uh, I'm praising God for Vicki. She's out praying for the homeless and ministering on the streets. Thank you, Vicki, for what you're doing. And um, uh, Renee told us that uh, she is out sharing the postcards when she's out doing her appointments and errands. And, uh, and Sarah... Um, ordered the DVD this week, and she said she just can't wait to get it and share it, invite people in to watch the episodes with her and do Bible study together. So wow. thank you. Thank you. That's Praise God. All right. Do we have any, pray, uh, any prayer requests? Yeah, we're praying for Leona's health, for Steve's coming to Yeshua, and for Laura's health. And if you have some more prayer requests, feel free to email or text those. In fact, we did get several by text today, so... Um, I want each of you to know that we are praying for you, and they'll be going out to our prayer team this week. So yeah. Thank you for. Yeah, you know, Shanita, um, we get so many prayer requests and people that are really hurting, and they're hurting in ways that I know there's things they say to us they can't say to churches. They can't talk about in churches, you know. Um, 
And so the reason I'm bringing this up is I want to encourage you guys out there. It doesn't matter what you're going through. I don't care. It doesn't matter. We're your brothers. We're your sisters. We love you. This is your, your church, if you would consider it that. And we're here for you. We're a hospital. We're a hospital for the spiritually broken. And we all pray together. We stay together. and We love each other. So we have over 600 prayer warriors. We pray for you. If you'll call and let us put you on the list. I personally pray for you. If you'll send me an email at david at davidhevener.com. I, I send it out to my small group, and then we send it out to the, to the big group. So if you're out there hurting, please, we are here for you. And that's what this ministry is all about, okay? God bless you. All right. Thank you, Shanita. I appreciate it. You're uh, awesome. Special yeah. thanks to volunteers this week. I really appreciate Scott's extra help, all the many, many hours you've put in. Yes, he's wonderful. Scott's wonderful. Thank you. And everybody that's helped us out. I mean, the whole team, your team. I call them, I call them Mama's Brigade. You know what I'm talking about. All right, thank you so much. Um, all right, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Um, thank you, Father, for loving us. Thank you for each and every person out there. And thank you for every word that was spoken. Father, we try to get out of the way and let you speak and let you say what needs to be said, and we're just your humble servants. But I'm asking, Father, right now for a blessing upon each and every person listening to my voice. I'm asking for a special blessing, an anointing of each and every person listening to my voice. Father, I believe there's someone out there that doesn't know you that stumbled across this gathering, this broadcast. I'm asking right now that you touch that person. And if you're out there and you've been listening and you want to turn your life over to God, there is no formula, there is no uh, special thing you have to do except say, Father, I'm a sinner, I love you, I accept your Son Christ as the only way to you. If you'll say that, you are a child of God. You are a child of God. Right now there's someone out there that is backslidden really bad. They've been crying during this broadcast. And I'm talking to you, and I'm asking the Father to heal you and bless you and let you know that you're on your way back, that it's been a while, and it's been a wild ride, but you are now on your way back. I'm praying for that Father there that's struggling with alcohol, come against the demon of addiction. Devil, you have no right to God's children. You are gone coming against the addiction of lust, the addiction of alcohol, drugs, demon, you are gone. I thank you, Father, for protecting our children. I'm asking for a special protection on each and every child, whether caught up in human trafficking, that they be released. Children that have been kidnapped, that they are released. Children that have run away, they come back home. Children that are in danger of losing their life because a mother decides to do it. That mother is touched right now. Father, you're touching her mind. She will not do it. The child is saved. We thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Prayer is a powerful, powerful, powerful weapon. Why is it a weapon? Because the devil hates it. Because when you pray and I pray and we connect with the Father, heaven opens. In the gates of hell, they shake, and the, and the demons tremble. That's why it's so important that we spend time together at the end of every broadcast, and we pray 
for one another. All right. Okay, so I want you guys to go out and, and uh, uh, become a subscriber right now to davidhevener.tv. There may come a time that we cannot be together like this the way we're doing, but if you go to davidhevener.tv, until the Lord comes back, as far as I know, we will always be there for you, all right? Still speaking the truth. Uh, we're going underground, and what are we going to talk about when we go underground tonight? We're going to have Pastor Spalding and David Morgan. We're going to be talking about Revelation 13, 15 through 17. Buy and sell. What does that mean for us? If we don't worship the beast, we're going to be killed. Or are we? Or will we be in a position where we'll have to make a choice? Or will we be taken up? Will we not even be around? Folks, this is things that we need to know. If I said to you, what are you doing tomorrow, the next day? You would tell me because you have a plan. But yet, I ask people spiritually, what are you going to do when Revelation 13, 15 through 17 plays out? Oh, I don't know. I won't do it. Well, I'll be taken up. No. You need to know. You need to know, understand what Christ is, is telling us. It is our duty so that we can go tell others. Also, we're talking about uh, monitoring our vitals, is this part of the mark? And they're doing it now. People are actually putting things in their body. That's what the show was last week. Sign up, davidhevener.tv, so you can go underground with us. We'll send you a link. Uh, you can ask questions. You can just listen. Uh, please, um, you can also see the new Billy Crone uh, series that's on David Hevener TV. You will not see it anyplace else. It's on transmutation. It deals with Mormonism. Uh, it deals with how they're altering uh, people's sexuality, uh, how it's happening now. Uh, you, again, you can see David Morgan, the Money Channel. You can catch Pastor Mike. Uh, Russ Dizdar, we have a tribute to Russ Dizdar. Go there and sign up, davidhevener.tv. Please consider calling this your church and, and becoming a monthly partner. You can text the word CHOSEN to 91999 or go to davidhevener.tv uh, forward slash uh, give. And, or you can call 844-806-0006. Okay, I'll see you underground. I love you guys. Just remember, you've never really lived till you found someone worth dying for. Christ Jesus. <laughs>